Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dunn and I and Pearl Ministries of Revolution Wanda Radio, um, the Razor Syndicate of my ministry. This is Mickey Aristar, the local rabbi, high priest, and minister. Um, I'm reading a whole letter today. Um, it's from Sarah or Sebra on the grounds in Israel. If you think about holiness, think about what she says here. I'm reading this according to what they're sending me from Israel. Right now, a lot of things are going on in Israel with tourism, but also in the background, there's war and looming war. I'm going to read aloud so you can hear me, uh, and I'm going to read it thoroughly. It says, Dear friends, <clears throat> here I need to get a It says, Shalom from Israel. Summer is here. It says, Weather is hot on the coast where my friends live. It is so very humid. Tourism is finally picking up in Israel since most of the restrictions have been lifted. We got a president that wants to put restrictions back down on us, but Israel has lifted the restrictions. They're not even taking the shot now. Um, it is encouraging to see many businesses come back to life. Israel's tourism-related industry was one of the sectors most economically impacted at the la at last to be restored. Our local faith community continues to flourish with young believers who need care and discipleship. It is a joy to journey with them, supporting them, and investing in their walk with the Lord. Recently, I spoke to some of them about one of the most complex commands God gave us. Be holy because I am holy. And it's in 1 Peter 1.16. You can also see it in Leviticus 19.2. It says set apart. Okay, when you think and we'll put my two cents worth in. When you think about being set apart, what does it mean to be set apart to God? Set apart. Now I run a prophetic ministry on the side of my commentary that I do every week. Think about what it means to be set apart in the end times. We're going to elaborate on that. This is a Hebrew word for holy is kodash or chodesh. Not many words derived from the Hebrew word root, and it is a word in Hebrew. Therefore, the actual meaning of the word isn't really understood to modern Hebrew speakers. Yet, it is steady, this command, be holy. We discover an important element of spiritual maturity. Okay, she's elaborating on spiritual maturity. So let's go on and see. Many preachers, teachers, and writers reach out to young people today will readily address a topic like God's love, his nature as a father, and so forth. Thank you. Yet I rarely hear teaching on his righteousness. such 
It is hard to discuss holiness with young people without becoming overbearing or setting such a high standard that they won't even attempt to seek it. Interesting. Kodesh means set or set separate or set apart. The Sabbath or Shabbat, for example, is separate from other days. Those are known as Yamin or days of Cholel, which means sand, mundane, or not special. While we work on other days, the Shabbat or Sabbath is set apart for rest and communion with Yahuwah or God. God is holy because he is set apart, completely separate from sin. He calls us to walk blamelessly without sin, being holy as he is holy. While we believers are sanctified by the blood of Yeshua, Yahuwah. Again, I, use, I, I look at him as one entity. Many still use the triune, uh, the full triune, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But there's one addition, his name. And people don't know how to decipher that. That covers her sin. It does not remove either sin's presence in the world. <clears throat> Our inclination to sin, no one, even after being saved, never sends a man. It's part of our human nature. Why then does God command us to be holy? One of our favorite foundation scriptures is in the Psalms 24 verses 3 through 5. Refers to those approaches God, the God's holiness. One who ascends the mountain of the Lord. Who may stand in his holy place. The one who has cleansed clean hands and heart. Who does not trust in an idol. Or swears by false gods, they will receive from the Lord and vindication from their Savior, God their Savior. It is one thing to ascend to a mountain of your life's calling, as I mentioned on June's personal letter, but it is such different to stand before God in His holy place. Why? It is that so different to achieve is because God's holiness is incredibly powerful coming into his holy presence unprepared could kill you exactly if you read the past to the present there was many that come before his presence that got killed instantly from his presence prepare for God's presence two examples illustrate this point first when Moses approached the burning bush, God warned him not to come any closer, and that's exact, exact, Exodus 3.5. God called, God then tells Moses to remove his sandals because the ground where he was standing is holy. Second, when the people of Israel arrived at Mount Sinai to receive the law, God instructed the perimeter to be constructed around the mountain so that no one could touch it. Exodus 19, 12, and 23. 
any of those who cross the boundary would be killed. Again, Exodus 19, 12, and 13. Approaching God's holiness. So how do you approach the Father? Well, first in prayer, but you got to go through certain things for prayer. You got to earn his trust. And you got to trust in him. In Psalms 24:4, David noted the essential preconditions for people, for anyone seeking to approach Yahuwah or God's holy place. Clean hands, pure heart. Make sure you have forgiveness on your hands, it washes your hands, and a pure mind and heart. Psalms 119.9 teaches us how to accomplish this. How can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to his word? There you go. The book of the tree of life. A second qualification for holiness is emphasized in Proverbs 9.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Fear of the Lord does not mean being afraid of God like we might be afraid of a person. Rather, it involves honoring Him, coupled with concerns of being in any other place, of doing anything that would divert us away from Him and His path. Philippians 2, 14-16 explains the results of being blameless and pure. Do everything without grumbling and arguing so that you may become blameless and pure. Children of God or Yahuwah without fault in a warped and crooked generation. It goes on to say, and then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. We live in a warped and crooked generation among people who desperately need Yahuwah for God's salvation. And it goes on to talk about light. God's works through believers to give light to others. That's Matthew 5. 14 and 16 but for him to work through us we must live without grumbling and arguing holding secure to the words of life Yeshua Yahuwah where Jesus Christ teaches this sanctification requires us to die to our sinful nature being free from sin bondage and instead becoming slaves of righteousness in Romans in Romans 6, Apostle Paul explains the process and he notes its outcome. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of Yahuwah, or God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. Romans 6, 22. The benefit Paul emphasized in holiness is holiness. God wants us to be holy as he is holy so that we can fulfill his promise to us. Therefore, since we have have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God, 2 Corinthians 7, 1. God's promises... 
to believers. To discover these promises Paul mentioned, we must look at the end of the previous chapter to 2 Corinthians 6, 16 and 18. That we have seven powerful promises that God makes to those who walk in purity. One, I will live with them. So this is God living with us. I will walk among them. I will be their God or Yahuwah. They will be my people. I will receive them. I will be their father. They will be my sons and daughters. I will encourage you to meditate on these promises and allow them to pre-meditate your life. Each of our faces, each of us face fears, doubts, and discouragement at times as we cling to God's promises. However, we will empower we will be we are empowered to withstand these satanic attacks and triumph over the enemy of our souls purity bringing power there is a direct link between purity and power in the word of god the people of israel who stood before god at mount sinai suffered from fear and doubt thus they were in entered the promised land. they they never entered the promised land Forty years later, the next generation stood at the Jordan River looking across to the land. As Joshua or Joshua had, had heard from God, he commanded the people, concentrate, concentrate or sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will, will do amazing things among you. Joshua or Joshua 3.5, God miraculous Overcoming power is con- connected to our sanctification. God wants us to be holy as he is holy so that all his promises to us will be yes and amen. 2 Corinthians 1.20 In our holiness, God's power can flow in and through us in so through us and to impact the dying people living in the dark world around us god searches through the earth to find those whose hearts are fully committed to him that's second corinthians 16 9 those who hear those whose hearts are undivided or pure towards him then god finds them as faithful ones he strengthens them this is the foundation for the victory victorious life on the earth and this is sarah lieberman's writing um press on to him now hosea through 16 she says p.s do you have a testimony of god's faithfulness to you or how he empowers you to be a sanctified living in a light world in a dark world i would love to hear it please write to me at staff at levitt.com. So that is her newsletter, the Levitt Monthly, which I also get the booklet on occasion. Um, quite a, a roundabout letter. Um, I decided to read that because I listen to Lieberman sometimes. Um, Very good. Now, 
Uh, I'm going to cut off for a five-minute break, and I'll be right back.